0: Welcome to the show. Dave. here.
1: I'm Chad. What's going on? And Chandler is back as well. What's good, peeps? How we doing, Dave? You know,
0: you know, another uh, collision, another round of Continental Classic matches. Uh, I know, uh, Chad, you had a very specific feeling about the episode. How do you feel about it?
2: i was very satisfied
0: yeah 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 me too me too how about you chandler oh my
1: gosh so satisfied! this episode of collision was better than i could have ever expected so let's, let's start talking about it huh i'm fired yeah. up brian danielson was oh boy but at least i have two eyes
0: pirate uh, danielson uh yeah brian aw danielson. collision <laughs> AEW collision 12 23, and we were in Erie, Pennsylvania. Um, yeah, we got a blue league match, Continental Classic, uh, Brody King versus Claudio Castagnoli. Brody King is looking good, let me just say that. Uh, they're both coming into the match with three points. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of torn or was, you know, in the beginning of, like, who's going to win this? Uh, Neither man could knock each other down uh, until they both hit a uh, simultaneous clothesline, and they both went down. I really liked that spot right off the bat. Uh, Basically, they just pummeled each other. Uh, Big uppercut to Brody King on the outside of the ring. We get Another big uppercut to Brody King later, and the big swing uh, into the sharpshooter. Uh, Brody ends up getting to the ropes. Uh, then we get the Brody King cannonball uh, with the who uh, hoo, hoo uh, Got the crowd into that. Uh, yeah, then we uh, got Brody King winning the match. Uh, is he going to take this?
1: <laughs> Maybe. I don't see him. If he's beaten Kingston and Claudio, I don't see him losing anytime soon. Like, especially in the blue league. I'll be, I'll be at this point. I'm going to be surprised when he does lose. It's either going to be to Danielson or uh, Andrade, but uh, I will be shocked. He's looking yeah, real good.
2: Bro. Yeah. I think he's going to go deep and he's the big biggest obstacle for everybody else for the, uh, for that bracket. Um, yeah, the thing I loved most about this match was this is the first one of the tournament. I've really had zero idea how to predict it. Like you said, Dave, it was just, it was a coin flip. Uh, either, either guy could have win, uh, could have won. Ooh, words are hard. Uh, yeah, it was great. It was stiff. Claudia's big rally there with, with just uppercut after uppercut was pretty awesome. Finally getting that big swing on, uh, on the big man was pretty dang cool too. Uh, I also had to laugh with uh, Tony Skiovan there calling the DVD a Canadian destroyer. I don't know if you guys noticed that, but uh, yeah, I uh, was yep.
1: like, I was like, I don't, I don't remember exactly what that was. I don't think that was a Canadian destroyer.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's a Death Valley yeah. driver. Uh, but yeah, that yeah, no, was I, a I, hell of a way to start the show, huh? Sorry, Dave. What was that? Yeah, I,
0: I can't get mad at Tony. <laughs> yeah.
2: If JR
1: did it, I'd be mad. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I can see that. For me, I think the biggest thing that stuck out for me in this match is I genuinely didn't think Claudio could get Brody King up for that big uppercut. And he threw him up like he was a baby. I think I just underestimate Claudio sometimes. I I should never do that again. That man can do anything. Yeah.
0: Um... Yeah, I'm really enjoying Brody King. Uh Yeah, he's so powerful and uh great look. The whole house of black thing. Uh they're really over. People are into it. Yeah, they're they're definitely uh quite the force to be reckoned
2: with. Yeah, they need to drag Buddy down to the tattoo parlor though.
0: They do. <laughs> he they sticks do. out a little. Mhm. <laughs> just get him one little tattoo yeah somewhere
2: or a cool hat. we can't see yeah
0: maybe jake hager can uh
2: loan him the purple hat wait doesn't dad doesn't have that now i think so <laughs> i think he admitted to stealing it <laughs>
0: um after that we get a powerful john moxley promo Uh, he says maybe entering the continental classic was a bad idea. The last four years are catching up with him. His head hurts, his neck hurts, his back hurts. Now his knee hurts. He's getting that tingly feeling in his fingers. He lives in pain and on a daily basis, sick and tired of being sick and tired. Going to do the only thing he knows how to do and wrestle his way out of it someone's got to win the tournament to show what aew can be if you think i'm ripe for the picking please take your shot all right damn right moxley uh did dean ambrose ever uh deliver anything like that no but he was
1: better in wwe so (laughs) I, i i'm that's a joke I've been seeing a lot of that discourse where people are actually like, oh, Dean Ambrose was better than Jon Moxley. And I'm like, I've been watching Jon Moxley for maybe two or three months. That's just wrong. Like, I love Dean Ambrose. I wanted the best for him. But even at his best, he was still wacky and silly and stupid. So at least, at least I can be scared of Moxley and believe him in AEW. But I had actually seen this on Twitter like a few days ago, just rummaging through and, my gosh! I think I texted you both. I was like, "Now I want Mox to win this." I keep on flipping every time I watch one of these stupid backstage promos. They're great. What did you think of it, Chad?
2: Yeah, you—you um, you said you actually said the word that uh, popped out of me, which is "I believed him." Uh, yeah, I was uh, immediately like it's um, yeah. Every every uh, every episode now, uh, my viewpoint on this whole thing changes like darn, now I want Moxie to, Moxley to win. I want Brian to win. Uh, I want Swerve to win. What the heck? Like uh, I'm just enjoying the ride for now. But uh, yet again, Moxley, it was like, oh, yeah, he's here. He's starting to feel like a regular wrestler, is I think what I called him last week. And now I'm like, oh, nope. Here's my Mox again. Love him I again. rescind that. I rescind yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, ho- yeah. Hopefully he doesn't uh, watch our crappy YouTube channel because mm-hmm. uh, he maybe he'll come and beat me up uh but no uh yeah mission accomplished um was i was like at the beginning of this i was mildly cynical about the whole oh here comes another tournament now i'm like oh hell yeah i'm loving it uh what's your feelings on it dave dude i'm invested
0: right after the danielson kingston match tonight or last night I I'm all in man. What a tournament. I can't wait for it every year now. Uh yeah, they're, what they're delivering is something they needed very badly. And I don't think anyone really realized, you know, maybe it was what they needed. Uh we're getting storylines out of it. We get Miro who isn't even in the tournament kind of intermingled with andrade who is in the tournament uh so many things are coming out of it and i love it uh every competitor you know they're like giving this impassioned promo about you know when they lose they're like you know down on themselves but they're gonna keep going look look out for me now i lost but here i come like Man, I'm the emotions. Yeah, good job, AEW. Keep it up. (laughs) Yeah. um, Well, after that, we get a unexpected Abaddon match, which I'm pretty happy about. Um, Abaddon versus Kira Hogan. I'm always good to see Abaddon. Uh, I like her new look with that mohawk, and she's. mm more human now her character um she's like screaming words (laughs) and like got attitude like i like it better than when she first started with aew and she was like a zombie that like didn't reason or like think or whatever uh yeah nice evolution um Kira Hogan did a pretty nice uh, neck breaker to Abaddon. Uh, you know, Kira Hogan put up a fight, but kind of a quick match. Abaddon won with the uh, Black Dahlia, which uh, kind of that lowered, weird leg DDT thing. Uh, love it. Uh, yeah. Then we get the lights go out. Uh, Kind of a big trope in AEW nowadays. Uh, Julia Hart in the ring, staring down Abaddon. Uh, Lights go out, and Julia's gone. Uh, Abaddon looks pissed. Yeah, give me more stories. Thank you. Please and thank you. Uh, We've got a pretty... uh, cool thing going on with Tony Storm and um who's she feuding with right now? Sky Blue! Yeah, Sky Blue, and now we're gonna get a lot of potential with Abaddon and Julia Hart. Maybe Abaddon will join the House of Black.
1: (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. I... I wasn't the biggest fan of this match. I had never heard of Kira Hogan before, so it was a new feeling for me, and I felt like this match wasn't that great, but I had written down in my notes, I was like, oh, I bet this is going towards like a Julia Hart TBS match, and they're going to have a spooky off and see who wins, and I'm fine with that. That sounds like a fun time. That's a good challenge for Julia Hart's title. Uh, and then I was thinking, is the only reason we had Abaddon in the show is because we're in Erie, Pennsylvania?
2: Oh. Any...
1: uh. Any coincidences? You hack Tony Khan. I see right through you. Uh, but yeah, um, I'm looking forward to that match with Julia Hart, though. That's pretty exciting. What did you think, Chad?
2: Uh, yeah, the um, it seems to be kind of a common trope on Collision now, where instead of like having um, just a promo or a backstage segment, they just have a really quick like squash match to kind of as as a lead-in to uh, get to the next angle. Uh, so i thought like that was kind of the effective way to sort of get to julia versus abaddon um yeah I, um yeah the match itself is just you know just another collision squash match uh but I, i'm excited to see what comes out of the out of this i hope um uh, abaddon like you were saying dave can um keep showing that growth and a more human side not just crazy screamy oreo eating abaddon uh and um, hopefully we get a cool feud out of it uh, yeah yeah
0: Cool cool. After that we've got Alex Marvez backstage with Samoa Joe. Um, they're interrupted by Roderick Strong. Roddy tries to warn Samoa Joe about MJf being the devil and the tag team match is a setup uh Samoa Joe just laughs at him and walks away. Yeah. Who who knows what's going on with that? Mm-hmm. Like Joe could be in the Devil Dumpling gang. Roddy could be in the Devil Dumpling gang. I don't know. You want some
1: little speculation? Little little Uh yeah. Okay. First of all, I love Roddy coming in and going, "Samoa!" Joe Samoa! Yeah, I loved that. So, gotta put that pin in. But, apparently, a lot of people are convinced that two of the people in the masks on Dynamite with MJF, they're pretty certain that they're the two guys from the kingdom. So, Matt Taven and Mike Bennett, right? They're pretty yeah. certain that they're them. And, like, you can kind of just tell from the masks, but it's like they look pretty similar height. One of them's bald. One of them's hair is matted down. And so, if we're looking at potentially three of the four members being Wardlow, and then the Kingdom, and then uh, like say Jack Perry, are we satisfied with that being the Devil Dumpling Gang? Because that I no. feel is—I feel like that's the realistic. Because then you have ex-enemies of MJF, Wardlow, Jack Perry, the Kingdom. That's that's kind of the speculation based off of. What I've grabbed from other people and like, you know, Wardlow's those hair being messed up last week. And, you know, the laugh sounding like Jack Perry and, you know. Not super exciting to me, but hey, maybe they'll pull it off. Who knows?
0: Yeah, I mean, at this point, the top name would be Adam Cole to lead that bunch of guys. Uh yeah, but even that in my mind wouldn't be like that. That would be a slight disappointment.
2: Yeah, just too obvious at this point. Like I I don't know, unless unless it's like something that's like completely out of left field that makes you go, Holy crap, I think almost everybody's just gonna be like, Yeah, wasn't that cool? I think at this point I take someone like sammy Callahan. Mind you, I've never
1: seen this man wrestle, but at least it's a new person and it's like, Oh wow, what are they gonna do? But We've seen MGF in Jungle Boy. I haven't, but you guys have seen MJF in Jungle Boy before. And, uh, you know, I think a MJF world low match is tantalizing, but maybe not as a, like, goon or a henchman of the devil. And then who's the devil? And at this point, I just want to see some people unmasked.
2: Yeah, yeah. I just want to get to the other side of this. Then hopefully uh, it gets wrapped up and we get into more interesting stuff.
0: Um, are we going to get the two devil dumpling members
1: unmasked on dynamite? Probably, I feel like they'll beat them, and then if they're beat, you know, they're not really gonna be defensive and they'll just pull off the masks. But there were plenty of times during that Jay White feud where I was like, Oh, this will be where he gets the belt back, and it would tease like. Make se- Mid-segment, he's got his hand on the belt, and then they'd get the belt back. So these MJF storylines tell us no, but I'm going to be optimistic and say yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. All right. Uh, yeah. Next up, we get a little uh, Sting video package reminding us of Revolution, uh, Retirement Match, um nothing really new to that. Uh, we got Ric Flair involved. <laughs> uh <laughs> but yeah. Next up we get a Continental Classic match, uh Blue League, Daniel Garcia versus Andrade. Uh Garcia's going in with zero points, and Andrade is also, but Andrade has not had a match before this um i really liked it we got daddy magic on commentary um he was growing on me on dark elevation with oh, uh paul white it was paul white and daddy magic on commentary for the past, last maybe like two or three months of elevation wow uh, yeah
1: it's actually I, no, I like it i had was uh like i don't really like daddy magic and cool hand hands because they just feel like Jobbers from the Jericho Appreciation Society, but he was really funny and entertaining on commentary tonight. Like maybe I just haven't had a fair shot at him to hear him out, but I I was at least a fan of him in this sense. What did you think, Chad?
2: Yeah, uh, much the same. Um yeah, I I was a, I enjoyed the heck out of him on commentary. Um in the ring. Uh he either needs they either need to get more serious or whatever. Cause yeah, the whole like jobber sticks kind of man's kind of worn, worn out on me. Um, or, you know, he needs to serious it up or go singles. Uh, but uh, it was, it was good. Like the match itself was, uh, you know, pretty awesome. Uh, I always love Andrade's tranquilo spot there. So I don't never, I, I, I never understand how he just sticks in there like that and just why, <laughs> no, how, how, uh, but, yeah, it was a good back-and-forth match, um, and, um, yeah, Garcia has been, you know, showing a lot of growth uh, as a character, which I enjoy. Uh, you know, I, I always love the progression of storyline and character development, uh, so from that standpoint, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, and, yeah, all in all, I've, I enjoyed it. How about you, Dave?
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, very, very satisfying. Um uh, yeah, definitely. I really like the spot where Andrade was running the ropes and Garcia dropped to the mat. And you know how usually the other opponent will s- jump over the guy stomach down on the mat, but he just <laughs> dropkicked. Drop kicked him while he was on the ground. I really loved that. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I guess I'll uh, kind of go into the uh, the happenings of the match. Uh, then right before commercial, Andrade uh, pushes Garcia so hard off the top turnbuckle that he flipped over backwards onto the onto the outside. I really liked that. Uh Andre goes for uh three amigos. Uh I got written down here, very even matchup. Uh again, yeah, I like I like to see Garcia get his shit in, you know. He's he's uh green but definitely growing. And watching him over the past, I don't know, two, three years uh evolving and building a character, it's kind of cool. Like it's cool to see a wrestler, you know, when they were not very high on the card and then watch them. Yeah, it's just really cool. Uh, at one point, Andrade superplexes Garcia and finally hits uh, three amigos. We get Garcia getting the dragon slayer on Andrade, but Andrade gets out of it. Uh flatliner to Garcia. For the win, we get uh, Andrade shaking Garcia's hand, too, uh, right before they cut away. I thought that was kind of kind of cool. Sportsmanship.
1: Sportsmanship. So it really matters.
0: Yeah. Um, after that, we get uh, Willie Mack. Uh, probably neither of you are real familiar with him. Probably less Chandler, right? Oh, Even.
1: that's who it was. Okay, okay. I had, I had no I, idea who that guy was.
0: I kind of knew a little bit about him over the years, uh, when Omega was doing the belt collector thing and having his little cup of tea and over at TNA doing all that. Willie Mack was kind of a big player and all that, um, all that you know shenanigans. So, yeah, he's he's a cool dude. Good to see him in AEW um let's see yeah he's calling out wardlow which can't be a smart idea but we'll see uh i'd like to see a power bomb performed on willie mac or five
1: (laughs) however many it takes
0: yep yep um after that we get the kingdom versus iron savages Uh, The Iron Savages are going to eat that ass. I'll tell you what. (laughs) Uh, That is something
1: I wrote down. I I felt like one of them said, quote, give me that sweet ass. I want to make sure I read that. Okay, okay. I'm new to these Iron Savages guys, so I just wanted to make sure I got that.
2: Yeah, they're on uh, BT a lot. Or now, uh, BTDO being the Dark Order, mm-hmm. and they always have just these insane segments where they're just screaming weird things. And, uh, I don't know, mildly annoyed, but mildly amused at them all of the time. Like, I'm like, God, they're kind of annoying, but they're also kind of funny.
1: They're finding this where it's like, oh, they were the jobbers, but they said something silly, so it's better than you know, losers who just lose, you know. And then I liked Roderick Strong coming out in the beginning and going like. Don't worry, we're not gonna neck the halls tonight. Like uh we come up with that kind of stuff. But I'll let you get into the play by play, but I'm not gonna lie. There was a moment in this, I think I laughed the hardest I've laughed at anything since started watching wrestling in this segment. So we'll get to that.
0: Okay. Um Roderick Strong dedicates the match to Adam Cole. Uh the kingdom win quick squash match with a, uh, spike pile driver. Uh, we get Roderick strong. Couldn't help himself and need one of the iron savages and, uh, barely gets back in the wheelchair. He falls over it and pretty, pretty squirrely there. Uh, yeah, I'm fucking loving fudging, loving, uh, (laughs) Roderick strong like oh he's anything he's doing right now he's so brave he's neck neck what are they doing like
1: neck strong or whatever yeah i just (sighs) love it he he bumped like Shawn michaels from summerslam 05 with hogan and that's just so funny to watch because he went up and did it almost perfectly and then kicked him and then bumped all over the ring Meanwhile, Nigel McGuinness on commentary is just like, what a hero! What a hero! So just that combination. I don't know. just hit me perfectly this morning. I was dying when I watched that. So, and then right after, not right after that, but then there was the Tony Storm promo later. So, like, not just the in-ring stuff. There was a lot of really funny moments on this episode. So I just wanted to, like, again, praising Roderick Strong here. That was the funniest shit I've seen in a while.
0: You loving Roddy right now, Chad? Oh,
2: heck yeah. Yeah. No, he's, he's like the perfect combination of like goofy wrestling stuff and, uh, and, you know, also really good in ring. Like, you can't go wrong. He's kind of like that MJF level of just like, he kind of has a good, well rounded, uh, like just entertaining all around. Uh, how about you, Dave?
0: Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, We've been getting him like a lot, like every dynamite, every collision, tons of Roddy. Uh, yeah, good for him, man. Like, uh, to your point, Chad, like he can go in the ring, he's hilarious. Uh, yeah, the, the whole shtick right now, uh, I'm into it. Uh, yeah, after that. We get Ethan Page calling out Kenny Omega for a match in Montreal, Canada. He wants to prove who the best uh, Canadian wrestler is. Uh, I believe Ethan Page is a face now. Um, I'm fairly certain, Chandler, you've never seen him wrestle.
1: No, he showed up, and he was just talking. It was kind of like the uh, top flight guy, Darius Martin, I think, where they were like, oh, he's back. And now they're like, oh, this guy's back. He's a big deal. And I was just like, can you say his name? And luckily, they showed a graphic where it was Ethan Page versus Kenny Omega. So I had an idea of who it was, but I still have no idea who he is. Like, is he a Ring of Honor champ? Is he an AEW champ? Is he a New Japan champ? TNA champ? I don't know. He's just a guy. So I'm excited to see Kenny Omega on collision next week. He hasn't been he hasn't been around since full gear, so we'll get to see him and uh in a singles
2: match too. Yeah, that'll be good. Uh definitely uh happy to get Kenny out of the tag and trio's bull crap. Uh yeah for now for one episode. We'll see how long it lasts. True. And, yeah, no, the last time I saw Ethan Page, he was doing stuff with uh, uh, Matt Hardy and stuff on Darker Elevation. So I was, uh, was like, kind of confused. I'm like, oh, hey, he's not a dick anymore. Okay.
0: I read a little bit that he, like, left their group not that long ago on Rampage or something. So, uh, yeah, he's a face, and... Yeah, I've always been into Ethan Page. A little background, Chandler, he was in Impact for a little while before coming to AEW. Um, Gosh, didn't he have that botched uh, debut where they, like, messed up? They played, like, basketball audio over his his intro music. What? Yeah, Yeah, it was, like, 2020 or something
2: yeah and the first couple of years they had so many weird tech specifically audio problems where yeah the funny thing is is i i've actually done that job and i've probably done that exact same thing hit the right wrong fader wrong mute button and all of a sudden like the wrong audio source is playing you're like ah so uh i i from a technicals point of point i can get why that happened but that happened a lot on that show and yeah there was a good like minute to 90 seconds of just like yeah basketball audio playing while he was coming out it was very confusing i'll take it after the show that sounds funny
1: but uh, hopefully they have a good match that's all we can really hope for right yeah yeah you think this um, will lead yeah. to a push for ethan page or is this just bringing kenny omega back on the tv
0: and i hope like i'm a fan uh he was kind of he he you know, he did some things and impact. Uh, he was a tag team, or in a tag team with a guy named Josh Alexander. They were called the North. Um, yeah, they had they were tag champs for a while, and often I believe. But yeah, it was good to see him. I hope they push him. Uh, whenever I see him, I always wonder, like, man, where the hell is Sc- uh, Scorpio Sky? I think he might be in the Devil Dumpling Gang
2: oh
1: that's a good shout i like i have not seen scorpio sky once since watching so that's a good shout yeah
2: oh man he came back he shows up i won't be surprised anymore thanks dave
0: right (laughs) (laughs) Uh Uh, but yeah i like ethan page i like kenny omega give it to me take my money um After that, we get Willow Nightingale calling out Mercedes Martinez. Uh, Willow says that she's never beat Mercedes. Uh, Martinez says, aren't you sick and tired of being the savior for everybody? Uh, Good point. That's kind of the Willow trope. Her friend gets beat up, and she's got to run out all voluptuous and save them. That's her her shtick. Uh, let's see. Then she... uh Yeah. Uh, I guess we're going to get that match. I don't remember. Dynamite, maybe? I think
1: they said it. I think it was kind of like... Oh, no, no, no. The Willow one with Wardlow, they didn't really say when. They just said, I want to fight you. So I would bet next week's collision, because they have like Dynamite has like six big matches and uh Collision has I think they're down a uh Continental Classic match anyways so they're going to need some matches so ah, cool hopefully next week's collision
0: uh did you guys catch too that a few of the matches tonight were like standby matches they were mm-hmm. saying for like time uh, if the matches went short or whatever, which is, you know, it's all figured out anyway ahead of time. But yeah, I like how they kind of gave it that little that little like added flair to it. I liked. Um, yeah. After that, we get Malachi Black and Buddy Matthews. Uh, I like that combo versus Christopher Daniels and Matt Seidel. Uh match went a little longer than I think it should have. Uh but yeah, they end up putting away Daniels and Seidel. Um at one point uh I wrote down here Daniels and Seidel actually have good tank uh tag team chemistry. They were they were uh very cohesive. Uh we get a nice uh, moonsault to Daniels for Malachi Black on the outside. Daniels went to powerbomb Malachi Black in the corner, but Malachi <laughs> did a backflip and landed on his feet. <laughs> I've never seen that. Uh, Matt Seidel and Buddy Matthews do stereo Meteoras to their opponent. Uh, Malachi Black hits the end to uh, Daniels for the win. The lights go out. It wouldn't be a typical collision without that. And out come Dax and Cash. Uh, Malachi says he assumes they must be there to join the House of Black. Uh, Malachi Black puts the mic down and Matthews, uh, knees Dax Harwood. FTR get beat down. Malachi Black gives Cash the end. And Malachi Black says, no one is coming for you. Uh, then we get Dax uh, getting the end to him. Um, yeah. Their feud is heating up. Uh, it's kind of weird to me FTR in a feud without titles involved because <laughs> they've had a tag team title from somewhere for so long. Uh, but yeah, um, uh, I don't know. I, I can't say I'm really into it. Uh, I think like House of Black needs to like do something sick and depraved to them or vice versa for me to really pull some swerve stuff and break into their house or like Mm -hmm. torture someone i don't know something like that
1: i think that's what they were trying to go with with in this collision because they gave cash the uh it's not it's the the end i I wanted to call it the black mask because that's what it wasn't really but it's the end And then they picked him back up and they held Dax down and then they hit cash again to kind of be like, Ooh, we're going to beat him up. And then they ended it at that. So they had that idea. They just didn't really do anything with it. But I think this will just be one of those. Oh, the match will be really good. The feud is so, so, and we're a long way from world's end. So we're going to have a couple of these to get through, but, uh, just, I think it's interesting that they're really telling the story that FDR have no friends. I know that's like such a weird thing to latch onto, but really, aren't they like locker room leaders or wouldn't people look up to them or something? I, I just find that hard to believe that no one in the back would help them. But that's just me getting worked. So. If you had to make someone to come out, who would it be? Ooh,
2: what a question
1: it wouldn't be the young bucks because they're heel wouldn't be bullet club gold because they're heel wouldn't be like mjf because he's busy and he's a pretty big face they acclaimed maybe and they've had uh fights with the house of black before it's not a bad shout yeah and they've been gone ever since they got beat up by the devil dumpling gang mm. but i was gonna say about the match uh why didn't anyone ever do anything with Matt Sydal? he is so good is he that boring on the mic that like why didn't Wwe do something with him why didn't aew do something with him why' do, like why is he just losing to the house of black hmm. and, and do you guys is he just not like a good promo
0: I mean not, not you know no promos like stick out to me like that are memorable or you know, like I I'd say they're below average quality.
2: Yeah. Where no, you need to be to get in my head.
0: Interesting. Yeah. I mean he talks. <laughs> yeah. But uh yeah, he's good. He's got incredible talent and he he like innovated a lot of things, you know, before his time kind of deal so
2: yeah yeah when he was he was He's tagging good. with his brother for a while too and they were pretty excellent together
0: really like Seidel,
2: yeah
1: yeah yep yeah
2: that was a cool
1: cool little run is he out injured or just not interested in wrestling anymore they didn't sign him oh they only signed matt so he did it on like the indies
0: uh no they were in AEW, but like you know, I guess his brother was like a per
1: date agreement kind of thing. And
0: yeah. he's a like lot
2: of, a, lot of a
1: dark nobody. Yeah. Yeah. At least Matt Seidel was on WWE TV. So he has a little bit yeah. more chance of being recognizable. Uh, Mike Seidel. I didn't even know he had a brother. So <laughs> not many would,
0: <laughs> but yeah, cool, cool, uh, cool little tag team they had um let's see we are at I have one renee pitch. i'm sorry oh, i forgot yeah.
1: i had one pitch for that match someone should come out it should be the young bucks and they just come out super kick ftr and walk back to them i thought i just thought that would be funny <laughs> and like keep them as heels and that way you do have someone to come out and save them and then they're just like nope they have no friends like really no friends
2: but
1: <laughs> that's it i just wanted mm-hmm. to throw that in there Yeah,
2: Yeah, maybe FTR needs to go away and come back, take take a couple months off. Because yeah, I feel like when they kind of came out, I was like, "Mm. "Go, House of Black, kick his head off." Wait, they they were House of Black the protagonists and not the antagonists.
1: Ad Brody oh. King's going to win the Continental Classic. Yeah. Julia Hart's got the TBS Championship. The House of Black won the Tag Team Championship. It's all coming together. They're
2: not the baddies. They're <laughs> the goodies.
1: It's all coming together.
2: Yeah. Cool. You,
0: you've been saying that for weeks, man. With Julia Hart. She's not the heel. <laughs> <Mm-mm. laughs> Abaddon is going to be the heel in that. 100%, situation. 100%. Uh, Yeah, anyway We are backstage Renee Paquette with Timeless Tony Storr uh, She said Where's the man that usually interviews me? Uh, she said she was rudely interrupted By Sky Blue uh, She put a thing on her head And she's being spooky She said, I can be spooky too Boo!
1: In the Uh, back, you can see Luther like jump and he like grabs the title. He's like I rewound this segment. I loved it so much, but I'll talk after (laughs) you, Dave.
0: Uh that's all I got. Tell me what you tell me what you thought.
1: Oh, so I just loved how uh first, like you said, and then she talked about Mariah May, where she called her a blonde floozy. So Tony doesn't think highly of her, and then she called it dynamite or something like that, or dynamite for dynamite and then she was talking about sky blue and she was like you know what you should walk backwards so the only time people want to see you is when they want to take a picture of your bum and i like it because that's like a good dig but it's also in that old timey fashion or like drawl so tony storm just was so good and yeah that i guess that's all i had but i'm actually really excited about that title match on this week's dynamite i think it'll be a lot of fun
2: yeah yeah no, it was uh yeah, yet again. Uh what, a good few uh women's storylines that I'm actually really interested in and actually really entertained by too. Uh that's pretty awesome. Yeah, Tony Storm is killing it. She got like a little stale there for a second, but uh, I feel like she's kind of got her groove back. Uh how are you feeling about it, Dave?
0: Uh it occurred to me she could probably do acting.
1: I think she could nail that. I think a lot of wrestlers uh, actually could act. It's just the top tippy top stars go and act, and those ones aren't always the best. So it's hard to say. But a lot of those people like will never leave. And I don't really blame them because they love wrestling too much. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah,
0: I'm I'm into it. Uh should be a cool feud with uh Sky Blue. Um Speaking of Sky Blue, uh, next up we get her with what I'm going to call her first real promo that I've ever heard her do, other than you know being in a in a shot with like Statlander Willow and having a little couple lines. Uh, let's see, uh, she says talking about Tony Storm, uh, this little midlife crisis is pathetic uh you bring bring your little butler uh bring your little blonde bimbo and bring whatever 40s black and white crap you have under your robe none of it will stop me from taking that championship from you i'll have my chin up my tits out and i'm going to shove that shoe right up your ass uh i i you know it wasn't the absolute best but best thing i've heard her say promo wise ever
2: yeah it was a good first outing like you said i think it was her first like real solo uh solo go at it and um she seemed to have like a little fire behind it and some conviction and um made me like ready to see the next step in the in this feud so uh yeah good honor uh i'm sure that's probably a super hard thing to do especially when you're like just by yourself shouting at the camera. No, Nobody to play off of, really. Uh, I can't imagine that's easy to do.
1: Yeah, it's probably e- a little bit easier when you're in the crowd looking at them. You can come up with something on the fly or react to something they said right to you. But when they're just like, all right, go. I can't imagine that's got to be easy, especially if it's live, too. But she, for her first time, which I didn't realize it was her first time, I thought she did a pretty good job. I Again, maybe not as much as Moxley, but I believed her that she thinks she can beat tony storm and she's taking this seriously and yeah all it is is just looking forward to the match on wednesday yeah
0: yeah that's uh, when we're getting that yeah we're getting man what a what a dynamite and collision we're, we're we'll get to that but man
1: they were announcing like all of the continental classic matches and i was like okay those are all going to be good And then they're like, oh, Tony Stormer, Sky Blue for the Women's Championship. Oh, that's going to be good. And then they're like, oh, Adam Copeland, Christian for the TNT Championship. Oh, that's going to be good. I had completely forgot about the MJF, Samoa Joe, and the the Goobers. Completely spaced it. So they said that, and I was like, all right, one of these is going to be an angle. One of these is going to be a 30-second squash.
2: Yeah. Almost going to have to be. Yeah,
0: for sure. They're not going to be able to fit that in. Um all right next up we get a Christian Cage and Adam Copeland video package kind of recapping how we got where we are um reminding us of the match coming up on Dynamite um after that we get a really fun match uh Vikingo versus Kip Sabian uh Chandler, have you seen Kip Sabian wrestle yet in the couple months we've been doing this?
1: Yes. One match, and it was a pretty nothing burger of a match, but at least it brought Mark Briscoe back onto the screen. It was Mark Briscoe, Dustin Reynolds, who we haven't seen since, and Keith Lee, which also Keith Lee came back through this match. So it was important because it brought back two good people. And then versus Kip Sabian and the Workhorseman. And I realized, or I knew pretty quickly that this match wasn't important because it didn't even go into picture in picture just ended in five minutes so it's basically a squash match but it was great to see kip sapien in this role with eco de fakingo he said something interesting he said he's the most overrated person on the aew roster i didn't know he was on the roster i thought he was a like triple a guy so is he a he's not all elite is he he's just on like yeah. a yes he he's an og he, I didn't even know that.
0: Yeah. Oh, he, uh, uh, his, uh, I think, man, he was definitely on the first dynamite, I believe. Vakingo? Kingo? I think he had him.
2: A- no, no, Sabian.
1: Oh, okay. Sabian. I'm, I'm talking about the Kingo. Gotcha. Uh, Sapien said the was the most overrated member. And I know that's a little nitpick and it's not like an issue, but I was like, is he? On oh, the yeah, man? yeah. Or is he- no. Okay. He's just i'll be on the roster someday but Mm -hmm. but yeah great match you want to get into it dave
0: yeah yeah um vikingo purposely bounced off the ropes to uh fake out kip sabian uh that was freaking crazy never saw that before um we get Kip Sabian hitting a beautiful Arabian Moon Salt onto Vikingo on the outside. Uh, Vikingo sprung off the ropes again into a Pele kick to Kip Sabian. Uh, Vikingo gets Kip Sabian into a torture rack position and then flips him into a big knee. Um. We get a tornado on the outside to Kip Sabian from Vikingo. Then we get a 6.30 splash to Kip Sabian for the win. Uh, Man, that guy can flip and do it all, man. Uh, That uh, Phoenix splash to Kip Sabian off the... uh, So he was on the second rope on the outside of the ring facing away from his opponent boing like what
1: <laughs> yeah early on in this match i was like i just can't take notes for this because i don't know what he's doing but it's all amazing that's the only thing i conclusively wrote down is i was like what is that like how does a human being like sitting at home going like oh i should come up with some fun wrestling moves or what if i just like do this like no you're on strings or some shit, right like it's a green screen nope he can just do that so this vakingo kid he's going places huh what did you <laughs> think jad
2: oh yeah i was uh kind of reminded of um like the first couple years of aw watching this for like no builds no story nothing just let's just throw these two dudes in the ring and just like watch the magic happen. Cause like, it was just, it was a low key banger. And there was no reason for it other than here you go. And I loved it. Uh, yeah. I just, yeah, that's my notes were just, yeah. Low key, low key banger. Uh, just toss two good workers into the ring and have at it. So it's really all you needed uh, as perfect, like right. Perfect placement right in the middle of the show where you're just like, Oh, Hey, I'm awake again. Uh, it was great uh give me more matches like that like uh I don't know maybe I think I might have said that last week too I feel like they're trying to maybe uh uh find what made them awesome to begin with because like if they just keep doing stuff like that and try to get that original AEW feeling back um I'm all in about it because uh um, uh, so yeah, sometimes I feel like maybe they're going like sometimes too far in all the storytelling and stuff when it's like, No, man, you guys are just just give me amazing wrestling. uh, I don't know if that's how you guys feel, but that's how I feel.
1: I like a good mix. I want the matches to matter, and I want the matches to be good, but even in a sense like this, like not every match on collision and dynamite can be pulse pounding and everything so if it's either one or the other like there's a good story in a match or this match is good that's that's always good so um the only note i really other note i had for this match was uh like they tried to do a vikingo offer kip sapien a little respect after the bell and they cut as kip sapien was turning her way so they're not even humoring a rematch between these two so that was one and done hope you enjoyed it I kind
0: of thought maybe uh the Butcher and the Blade would come out and maybe maybe, you know, rough up Vikingo and then Commander and Penta have to come out. May I know? They're already wrapped up in uh uh it's Dante top Martin, flight. top flight. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, good match. Uh I really hope they've signed Vikingo uh I don't know what his contract status is currently. It might be on the internet, but yeah, hopefully they get him and, uh, push him to the moon. He, uh, he can do things that people shouldn't be able to do quite frankly. (laughs) Um, yeah, I guess, uh, let's remind everyone to, uh, give us a like maybe uh subscribe a little bit uh comment on our videos uh check out our uh rick flair video we uh posted uh is it the right move did they make a big mistake
1: uh only one way to find out and watch our insightful commentary
2: right chad yeah, uh you've got a few comments on that one uh I'm not gonna really get into that uh yeah that's good internet controversy is definitely not my thing but uh, if you
1: disagree with us always let us know maybe we'll change maybe we'll have yeah. a different opinion we probably won't but maybe <laughs>
2: uh but yeah no that was uh that was a good one it was pleasantly surprised that some people clicked on it yeah, yeah.
0: um yeah <laughs> Yeah, definitely uh, like, subscribe, check us out on the audio realm, uh, Pandora, Spotify, Amazon, Apple. uh, We're out there. Uh, Hopefully we uh, can bring you some entertainment. (laughs) But yeah, getting back into it here. Let's see. We have Lexi Nair backstage with Keith Lee. Um, I'm a little disappointed here. Um, She wants to know, who is he? Um, Out comes Shane Taylor again. Um, I thought we finished that. Uh, Apparently, they're going to have a match at Ring of Honor Final Battle. Keith Lee accepts why (laughs) why couldn't this be swerve uh they're just not gonna do it are they
2: Uh, i think they've missed the boat
1: in all fairness swerve is real busy at the moment but yeah i think there's something else i wanted to talk about this just in general but the he just came out and i was like i don't know who this is but that means it's shane taylor so all right well we'll see and then so they set it up for Ring of Honor Final Battle. I wrote, well, why not just set this up on Ring of Honor? And then maybe think about Ring of Honor Final Battle. I think it's it's definitely before World's End. I think it's like December 15th. There's gonna be no Ring of Honor World Championship. There's gonna be no tag team championships. So like is the Athena match gonna be an event? That's probably the right choice. Cause She's always the best thing on the card. And that's also like, I don't care at the end of the day, I'm not going to watch it, but what's the state of ring of honor right now? Like
2: it it feels like it's awful. Like in an awful position right now. I mean, you're kind of seeing it. The little bits they show on AEW is kind of the most interesting bits of ring of honor. (laughs) Uh, And yeah, that's what um, Samoa Joe laying down the belts and uh, possibly some Keith Lee action.
0: If I didn't have to pay $10 a month, I would watch it.
1: (laughs) I wonder if it's available to watch with Fight TV. I haven't even looked at that, but it is worth checking out. I'll do that tonight.
0: If I did anything, I would buy the uh, Impact like $8 a month thing, which I'm thinking about doing anyway. When it becomes TNA again, I think I'm going to jump back in right right at the beginning the, nice. the relaunch
1: come so. out and support it why not i probably won't but why not um but yeah
0: let's see yeah shane taylor blah 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 boo um next up we get cj perry outside of andrade's door miro walks up and he is pissed uh she says you gave up your God if there's any love that you have for me please let me do this please don't lay a hand on my client uh miro promises he says my God is gone if he was still with me I will be I would be in this tournament ripping the spine out of andrade Ooh. love it Uh, So, for the time being, Miro agrees to not beat the crap out of Andrade. Which, uh, who are we kidding here? Uh, That won't last forever. They're going to be fighting eventually. Maybe World's End. I think we might get Andrade, Miro.
1: Well, you could... I know it says no interference during the match, but you could just hide under the ring, wait for the match to end and then jump out and jump them. like sure they win or lose the match but then you injure them so much they might not win the next one so
2: yeah yeah Yeah. what if it's what if all this is just uh some weird like marital sex thing
1: (laughs) i mean that's that has been theorized the the at least in wwe it was like Pretty well known that Vince McMahon just hated Rusev and Lana being married and being a couple because he felt like a guy like Rusev shouldn't have a woman like Lana. So that's why he kept on making them do cucking storylines. I don't know why they're doing not full blown cucking storylines, but like separation storylines in
2: AEW. Maybe you're right. It's just, I don't know, just has a weird vibe. I just, just let's just fast forward to the match.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um all right, let's see here. Damn, are we already on the main event? Holy crap. Um yeah, we got the Blue League Continental Classic. Uh Brian Danielson, first match of the tournament versus Eddie Kingston, who already took an L against um Brody King. Um oddly enough, too, they are still advertising Eddie Kingston as Ring of Honor world champion. Um I'm anyway, just enjoying
1: the I'm, matches. I'm just enjoying the matches I'm, here. I'm not thinking about it too hard. I'm I'm they announced the match, I look forward to it. That's all it is.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna overthink it. Um one thing I took from this match, they looked like they were having fun. Yeah. Which back to what you were talking about, Chad, the original feeling of AEW, like what you were talking about with the like you'd get a big like Lucha Brothers Canadian Destroyer spot and the crowd would just AEW, AEW, and that was like what AEW was and like they were having fun and the the wrestlers were having fun like they were having fun, Eddie and, and Danielson. Like, you could see it. So that's a big takeaway I had from it. Um, of course, Eddie chopped Danielson so hard it knocked him to the ground. Nigel, Nigel McInnis loved it and laughed. Uh, Danielson chopped Eddie, and Eddie just asked for more. He pulled down his strap so he could... Hit him right on the chest. Uh, Eddie hit a back body suplex to Danielson on the floor in front of commentary. Um, they get in a big chop and strike exchange over and over, uh, brutalizing each other. Brian Danielson gets Eddie in the lapel lock. King, Kingston won't uh, let it get. Locked in. Uh, Kingston hit, uh, spinning back fist for a two count. Uh, at this point, I'm just so pumped, like, into this match. Like, good lord. Uh, we get, uh, Eddie Kingston kneeing Danielson in the orbital bone. Uh, we get yes kicks to Eddie. Uh, Super loud chops to Brian Danielson. Uh, I wrote, what a match. Uh, I also wrote, we don't need CM Punk.
1: (laughs) Hey, well, he's Uh, home now, so we're not going to get him.
0: He's home. Don't need him. Don't need him. Uh, We get yes stomps to Kingston. Danielson stomps uh, until... (laughs) Danielson stomps Kingston until he collapses. Uh, Yeah. Freaking banger of a match at that point. Uh, The Saiku knee to Kingston for the win. Man, we got Eddie down zero points in this tournament. Uh, Danielson picking up three for the win. Uh, Yeah, this is heating up. Things are getting unpredictable. Who would have thought Eddie Kingston would be 0 2 in a tournament?
2: Right. <laughs> what the he
1: hell is going on? put his titles on the line too. Like he was so bold and was like, I'll leave these all in the ring, everything I've worked for in my life. And already he's losing. My favorite part of this match was the very end where him and Danielson were both getting up, but obviously Danielson was going to win. And Eddie Kingston is just screaming now at the top of his lungs because he knows he's beat. He knows he can't do anything. And, of course, right after that, Danielson hits the beside knee. So just a phenomenal end to this match. And I think literally last episode or last collision, I was like, ah, Eddie Kingston isn't my favorite. He's not doing it so well for me. Then I see a match like this, and I'm like, my God, he's brilliant this was such a good and of course it's hard to have a bad match with brian danielson of course brian danielson's return match was brilliant so not a whole lot of shocking stuff there but the only other real note i had for this match is just coming from wwe daniel Bryan to aew brian danielson it's real odd to see him do those like stomps to the head and everyone chanting yes like it's he's a baby face and he's doing a Like thinking of the yes kicks in WWE where it's him fired up against all odds, just trying to get any leverage he can in this. It's like, oh no, I'm stomping your head in. Just a
2: funny comparison. Yeah. What did you think, Chad? Uh, Much the same as you, you know, seeing Eddie laying there on the mat and just flipping him off, barely stand. That was just poetic. Uh, Nigel McGuinness, yet again, I got to put him over. He had the line of the night, maybe even the week. Of he's he's got the eye of the tiger but the bones of a senior citizen <laughs> <laughs> that shit cracked me up uh shoot <laughs> uh yeah no this is amazing match um yeah my my fantasy book the thing i'd love to see is Eddie to pick up some wins and uh, get enough points to get to the semifinals and get another match with him and Brian Danielson. I think right now that's probably the one thing I want to see most in this tournament out of a lot of cool stuff happening in this tournament. Um, What do you guys think for semifinals? Is that a possibility? Yeah, I think Kingston could easily
1: come back. And at this point he's kind of of the blue league. He might be the emotional favorite to win where, if he starts clawing back some real tough victories, because they already announced who he's fighting next week, and that's going to be a big match. So we'll we'll say that in a sec. But I think if you let Kingston get back some real tough victories and let him get to that semifinals and have it be against Brian Danielson again,
2: ooh, that would work. That would cook, as the kids say. Ooh, that would be bussin'. Is that a kid's yes. spell Yes, I'm him. Yes.
1: <laughs> it's kind of out of touch these days, but you can still say it.
2: All right. I'm cool. AF. No, wait. Too old.
0: I uh, kind of want to do my homework and uh, do the math uh, related to the tournament to see the possibilities now. Like what does Eddie Kingston have to overcome to, you know what I mean? Uh, What do they all have? They have to wrestle.
2: Yeah, they all get five. At least
0: four other people, two other people.
1: Yeah, I think after this. Well, it's kind of weird because of uh, Danielson and Andrade taking a week off probably to let Danielson recover a little bit extra. But I think most of them have three matches left on the Blue League. And then... No, I think Brian Danielson and Andrade both have three matches, and everyone else both have two on the Blue League. And then on the Gold League, everyone else just has two?
2: I don't... I don't know.
1: It's it's a little weird how they're doing it on Collision, where sometimes they just don't have the matches, so I don't know what their plan is to make up for that. But Rampage, baby. No! Don't make me watch it. I will, but... <laughs> Yeah, so, so they're not
0: having any Continental Classic on Rampage, right? So not far so far.
1: Nope.
0: Okay, good, 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 good. Um, yeah, I'm uh, I'm really into it. Uh Chandler, do you have handy some of the tournament matches coming up?
1: I have dynamite and collision, what they announced. So dynamite, swervey Briscoe. I'm very excited for that. J versus J, the J off. And I think what they're saying is J lethal could be facing elimination. So he could be, I think it's if you get three losses in a row, you're out. So this would be a good draw for him. And that would push J white a little bit further into lunacy. Um, And then Mox versus Roosh. So that'll be a good one. Oh my God. That'll be a good one. And then uh, Collision. They only announced two, so I don't know if uh, Daniel Garcia versus Brody King is happening next week or not. They just didn't say it, but that's the one match they didn't say. Uh, Brian versus Andrade, they're just running that back. And then Eddie versus Claudio. Mm. So that's (laughs) a real... That's where I was saying. That's a real Mm. big test for Eddie Kingston to overcome. And have that huge baby face run, and then you know have it come down to maybe Danielson and Kingston, and let them hash it out. But at least with the next couple of weeks, I'm pretty excited for the tournament matches.
2: Dude, yeah. I am pumped. <laughs> yeah, no, the the one the wild card in that for me is Brody King. Like, it's hard to picture him losing or even like drawing enough for uh, like Eddie to get back into it. Cause because yeah, he'd have to either lose or draw his remaining three matches.
1: Yeah, I think he'd just have to straight up for, lose.
2: Yeah, just for anybody else to get enough points to get in back into it. Well, Danielson is behind, so he can easily come back up and yeah. Let's yeah. say he beats Andrade next
1: week and King doesn't even wrestle, then they're tied. So huh. it can't happen. They can they can match it up.
0: Man, yeah, what a what a great idea for a tournament. Like uh I know we were all a little kind of like, eh, and then it then it got a little convoluted.
2: Uh but now, who count me in. <laughs> yeah, I'm so happy they decided to do this like the round robin with the points as opposed to a single elimination. Like this just gives you so many different out- outcomes now, or you know, just fantasy book for it till uh till the morning comes up. Something odd that I
1: thought, which I've never seen around Robin tournament before, but apparently a lot of people are confused by how this tournament is working. And they're like, oh, like who wins? How many points do you need to win? And I don't know. It seems pretty like self-explanatory. Like they didn't need to explain it that much. So there's a lot of people that are genuinely confused by this tournament and they don't know how it works. I don't know. Where do these people come from? I, I like know. the scoreboard
0: that they have, where you just kind of like take the guy and you oh they meet there. Oh, that's where their match
1: yeah, was. That's they couldn't the have point made it is. any easier.
2: Yeah, I, I played a little sports growing up. We had those kinds of tournaments all the time.
1: Yeah, well, we want to get into our uh, high and low for the evening for the show.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You want to go first?
1: I shall the hard. It's not going to be any matches. It's a hard pick between Roderick Strong's bump or the Tony Storm promo, because those were my two favorite things. I have to go with the Roderick Strong promo. I was dying. Or the Roderick Strong bump. That was so stupid and carny. I loved every second of that. And, of course, there's a bunch of other great things on the show, but that was just my favorite. My least favorite thing was the, the singular woman's match. It was just... It wasn't like pre-announced, nothing going on, and two people wrestled, and it was a so-so match. But at least Julie Hart came out in the end. But for a fairly good episode of Collision, that was my only low point. What about you two? At least it advanced storyline. True. Even if it's just for a Collision match, at least it's something. So it's my low point, and it's not very low.
2: That's How about fair. you, Chad? Uh, you know, my low point for me was actually just kind of a minor quibble, which I I didn't really care for the the cold open. It it just didn't quite. I don't know, just something about the pacing or the content. And I just, just kind of zoned out during it. Uh, then I actually did write a note there too, where I, for whatever reason this week I was not digging the song. I kind of want new metal back. You mean that good old fashioned uh, raw WWE uh, type some no 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 more new metal is that gone
1: i like the <laughs> difference that collision has where it's the elton john i think i still like it but again i'm very new to still pretty new to watching collision so yeah that's where i would disagree but i see where you're coming from where yeah the uh cold opens weren't that spectacular uh i liked danielson's but that was about it
2: yeah and i think for me a uh, high point uh, just try to pick something different here was, uh, yet again, uh, we, we kind of talked about it at length, but the Moxley promo, uh, just the way that they just keep throwing more and more into this tournament, and it just it's just getting more and more interesting each week, uh, and you know, just throwing that into there, it just maybe even that more into it. How about you, Dave?
0: Well, um, I'd like my high point to be not an event but a concept the continental classic it, like itself but i will be a little more specific uh the uh phoenix splash by vikingo uh to kip sabian that really uh i think that might have been my that was my, pretty good. Uh, so. yeah like watching that guy wrestle there's that um, yeah. one
1: WWE game where they like do power bombs, but the guy giving it is like jumping up with it and they jump 10 feet in the air. That's how the Kingo just wrestles, but he's real, he's a real human. Maybe. Maybe, yeah. He's he's yeah. the AI, he's CG. I haven't met him. Except we did see him in Portland, but oh yeah. Uh
0: Low point for me was uh, finding out we're dealing with more uh, Shane Taylor. (laughs) I thought we were like, okay, finally, we're going to hint it. Are we,
2: though? I don't even think they had their match. Are we going to deal with him? Because I I don't know about you, but I'm probably not watching any Ring of Honor anytime soon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I I wanted it to be
0: swerve. I'm very disappointed with Keith Lee's trajectory.
1: (laughs) I wanted it to be Um, Miro, just a big hoss fighting another, like, I don't know, just do something interesting, but maybe they'll have a six star classic and we're all just poo pooing it. You never, you don't know. Maybe they're, they got something really good and they've been waiting 15 years for this moment.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Adam Cole will come out and manage Keith Lee.
1: Well that's how you get him to the top. That's a world championship gimmick right there. You shave Adam Cole, call Keith Lee Bearcat. I don't know why Tony Khan's not doing this.
0: Then you have Cash shaved Axe's back.
1: Don't talk about that. We don't we don't talk about that era of Raw. That's like <laughs> the worst television anyone can watch. Anyone. <laughs> There's, an, there's, a, there's a promo. There's like a segment. I don't know the context of it, but I've seen it a million times. It's Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley, one of the best wrestlers, fantastic specimen, could be Brock Lesnar tier. This guy, and they just have him flaunting his ass in the middle of a ring on Raw. That's the promo. And they're like, look at the almighty's ass. Hey,
2: that was better than the Bobby Lashley sisters bit
1: i didn't want to say that because i haven't
2: seen that but i i, did I know was still one. watching during that point the sisters thing was god awful you poor thing is that what made you stop i think that's around the time
1: i stopped yeah that was my peak oh i'm just watching rumble and mania and that's it that was the most i've ever been a casual fan and Wise some decision. of the rumbles were good some of the manias were good
0: Man, we have a freaking AEW pay-per-view coming up, too. Sorry, that was a little yeah. off-topic, but damn. 20, like, 20 right off... Days. Dude, like, uh, we only have one match for it, right?
1: Just MJF and Samoa Joe.
0: Hey, I'm going to predict we're getting Miro and, and- Andrade. Yeah, I
2: think, good, but... I, I think that's a good prediction. Julia
0: and Abaddon...
2: I think they'll do that. Or before are him. they going to
1: get that? I think that'll be collision. Maybe they'll do Julia and Sky Blue as a singles match. Maybe they'll do the rematch with Julia and Statlander.
0: Yeah, I'm uh, also getting a little uh little bit of a feeling that Thunder Rosa might be coming back soon.
1: That's a good shout. I haven't seen her wrestle once, so. Like to see she's, what she's capable of. She's good. Stiff worker. Yeah. I've heard. Yeah. Heard she's a bit of a sandbagger.
0: <laughs> Dude, a lot of the women's division is hurt. <laughs>
2: like, and not key, by her.
0: Key players. Yeah. I want Jamie Hayter back so bad. Uh, Thunder Rosa, Britt Baker. <laughs> But yeah, um, I heard the uh Mercedes Monet AEW talks have cooled.
1: Big speculation is that she's going to double double E, they're like it's kind of the same thing as Cody, kind of the same thing as Punk. So it's one of those where if she shows up, I'll believe it, and maybe Triple H will be smart this time and present her as like the tippy top star. And it's not that much. It's just whenever Mercedes posts something on Twitter, Bailey tends to reply to it and says like, "Oh, things are coming." Huh. So, and they have been saying that they're gonna dramatically amp up the women's division on SmackDown specifically, and that's where Bailey is. And they're saying they're gonna get people you're not gonna expect. So, you wouldn't really expect it for Mercedes Merne to go back to WWE this soon it's only been about a year and a half since you walked out i don't know if i'm for or against it because it's like it's kind of like with punk where i don't really know what they're gonna do so it's not let it a, play out thing in a sense i'm excited because it's always exciting to have new talent in these promotions and see new feuds and new battles and matches and whatever but yeah, it'd be cool if Mercedes Monet went to WWE. It'd be cool if she went to AEW, and I'm sure it'd be fine if she stayed with New Japan.
0: Cool. Yeah. Um, I kind of heard a little bit about uh, Jade Cargill and them not really knowing what to do with her yet.
1: Um, She hasn't debuted. So- technically, yeah, right? They mentioned they brought this up at the Survivor Series press conference where someone directly asked about Jade Cargill, and this was where some people thought Triple H threw some shade at AEW, which, take it however you will. He basically said, I took it as a positive thing. I The way most people took it as is, Jade Cargill wasn't ready for this, and so we're having to train her. And they're saying that's how people are taking it. But I took it as, we're going to push Jade Cargill to the moon and she's not to the moon. She's a star. She's not uber star. So I think they are real. They know what they have on their hands with Jade. They're just making sure she can handle anything. Which is all Triple H said was, we want to make sure she can handle anything we throw at her. So I think, you know, we're in a bit of a dead end or a dead time for wrestling. So they're just going to hold her off till the rumble.
2: Yeah, no. Yeah, man, tra- train her the heck up until the rumble. Have her win it, and that that rumble, the WrestleMania push, is how you make a superstar.
1: You could feasibly bl- break, sorry, the um, uh, record for most people eliminated with Jade Cargo. You could easily do that because yeah. I'm sure I don't, I don't think I ever saw a match of hers in AEW, but she's huge, right? Like she towers over people, yeah. so. I don't think it's that far fetched to see her go on a tear in the rumble. So
2: Yeah, give her a, give her a spot kind of like the uh Shayna Baszler in the elimination chamber. Just or that one year when Brock Lesnar uh that was so know. good. Oh, it just made you feel so good when he got when Drew and uh uh what's his face? Ricochet. Ricochet, yeah, to finally got him out. Yeah, now- give her that kind of run. Woo! That
1: one second is the hypest Ricochet has been, at least on the main roster in WWE. And all he did was kick Brock Lesnar in the dick. Yep. Yeah. What an inspiration. True that. <laughs> cool. Um,
0: yeah, I can't think of anything clattering uh, around in the uh, rumor mill.
1: Um yeah, no got anything Chandler?
2: news over the weekend
1: uh, he'll be on yeah. Smackdown this Friday but I don't have much hopes or plans or expectations because there's also been a report where he's not going to really be doing much for the next couple of months or weeks and then the new year starts and rumble season starts kicking in it'll be on almost every Raw so I think he'll just have a Brock Lesnar type deal where he'll come out for a couple pay-per-views where they might want to bump up the pi- the, bay- the buy rate or the watch rate or whatever, but he's not going to be on every Raw or every SmackDown or every pay-per-view.
2: Oh, is he going to turn purple and bounce around too? Maybe. Cool. You never know. He might have a staph
1: infection or a, a <laughs> concussion. Uh-oh, too far, too soon.
0: Maybe the ref could pick up a little hunk of poo off the mat. <laughs> You ever see that close up?
1: I I I know he shit himself once in a match. He talked about it on the podcast. I never saw a picture of it, but yeah, the ref had to like grab it. Gross. And like he 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 tells the story, and he was just like sicker than shit. And I feel bad for him because no one should poop themselves on their job, especially on live TV. But again, he went back to that company. Yeah. His he's train, home.
2: He's home. Huh? Home is where you go to poop. You? But I cool. guess the, all right. The,
1: oh, I was just going to say in the rumor and innuendo mail, I'm fresh out. Just uh, Jack Perry's the devil. That's it. Yeah. I'm going to go full Paul Heyman on this. That's not a prediction. That's a spoiler. Mm.
0: got him. cool all right well I think that just about wraps it up um again everybody don't forget to like subscribe comment uh share we uh love your support thank you for commenting on our videos too we really appreciate that um yeah we're up small growing channel trying to uh reach many many people wrestling's fun uh we love talking about it uh yeah this is kind of surreal to me uh just sitting around with some buddies talking about wrestling and having to like sound semi intelligent
2: (laughs) uh Someday we will get there someday we'll get there yeah we'll get the pipeline
1: we'll get there someday we'll get the competent (laughs) but yeah the, the viewers out there leave us comments if you agree with us tell us why if you disagree with us also tell us why because we're interested to know yeah cool all
0: right everyone thank you for watching and have a wonderful day. Thank you. Peace.
2: Bye bye.